Welcome back to another episode of Cut the Music, or if this is your first one ever, welcome, friend. This is a show where we talk about one song per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Cody Deering. I'm here with my co-host, Ed Reed, your other co-host. This week, we are going to be talking about the song 40 Hour Week by the band Alabama. God damn right we are. Uh, And if you haven't already, go listen to the song, or most importantly, watch the video uh, of this song. This is more of an obscure song. We've done a bunch of more... Known songs, I think. And maybe you're familiar with the band Alabama. We just went through their hits, Ed. What, uh, Mountain Music. Mountain Music. If Look. you're, you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle. That's which, a big one. Which yeah. is a, just a title that I really like. Um, I'm in a hurry uh, to get things done. That one also has an amazing video. But the video for this one is just... It's perfectly matched to this song. So let's let's go ahead and get into it so we can talk about it. The only other thing I want to remind you of is you can uh, let us know if there's a song you'd like to hear us talk about over at facebook.com slash cutthemusicpod, or you can follow us on twitter.com. Um, yeah, slash. <laughs> I was going to add a Facebook. Twitter.com slash cutthemusicpod, facebook.com slash cutthemusicpod, or email us at cutthemusicpodcast. That one's different. At gmail.com. Uh, to let us know other things that, that you'd like to hear us talk about, other songs. Uh, add some Alabama trivia. While I was looking this up, I saw, huh, I guess I've already been to Alabama's Wikipedia page because the link was purple. Makes sense. Sounds good. <laughs> I don't remember visiting it. Uh, but Seems about right. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. This song came, this is part of, on their ninth album. Ninth studio album. When did this come out? 1985. Uh, the album titled after this track, 40 Hour Week. Um, and this was number one, a number one song for them. It was a streak uh, it broke the record at the time for 17 in a row, like number one singles off of the albums. They really? Released. Yeah. They beat uh, Sonny James, except for an Alabama song, a single called Christmas in Dixie, which was only got as high as number 35. So among hardcore country fans, there's controversy. Wow. Whether or not it really was a streak. Or so are we person. talking number one country charts or number one overall I think charts? it's number one country charts. That would make yeah. sense because I know very few of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this one, let me set it. Let me paint the page or paint the page for paint you. Paint the here. page. Okay, paint so it. If I may paint the page. I like a nice painted page. I'll take you back to a time when country was king. We've talked about it a little bit before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is 85. Alabama reigns supreme as a role model of a certain kind of cool. And if you're not familiar with, with what these guys look like, just thick eyebrowed, like true American blue collar, mulleted. Yeah. 80, <laughs> 80s country dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The cowboy, you know, was kind of a fashionable thing. And it was a type of fashion yeah apparently Mm -hmm. my dad Uh, uh pulled off this look for for quite a long time probably past its expiration date my dad too he had a leather belt with his name like stitched in it yeah that's a good he just my dad permed his hair oh wow yeah so yeah he would have fit in perfect with these guys um and they uh they also they have a song called love in the first degree Mm -hmm. which with the way these guys look is questionable (laughs) uh but this song they love the fuck out of america and they wear that on their sleeves Mm mm-hmm so that's my first thing about this band. Yeah, my first thing about this track is, uh, so this song definitely is in the lineage of songs about America, mm-hmm. right? Uh, right off the bat, they're introducing sort of the, the, the idea here, which is celebrating the workers of America. Um, and so so this, this, uh, this genre, right, you can trace it back to, I would say the progenitor of this is probably the National Anthem. Mm. I mean, there are probably ones earlier than Francis that. Francis Scott Key, that son of a bitch. Yeah, he really kicked it <laughs> off on a high note with that one. 
Um, I could talk for a while about how the national anthem is real weird, but that's probably an episode for another day. Mm. Um, you so, mean the verses that we don't sing all the time? All right, can you please continue. Yeah, and also just like how it's in a bizarre key. Anyway, um, <laughs> a bizarre Francis Scott key? No, that's terrible. Uh, no, that's, so yeah, no, Ed, come on. I, I, I apologize. You I apologize. Take pride in that. I apologize, listening audience. So. You've got the national anthem. You've got your like America the Beautifuls, which I just looked up was written uh, written in like 1911 for like a church. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was a piece of church music, cool. and that's that's one we're familiar with. You come up through uh, like Woody Guthrie in the 30s with "This Land Is Your Land," which I think we all know, and then you get into the 80s uh, when you get you know your your 40 hour weeks mm-hmm. uh, and your your God bless the USA's, oh, which Lee Greenwood Lee Greenwood's God bless the USA, which I think. That song and this song were in direct competition for like the 80s entry to this canon. Mm-hmm. And my take on it is that God bless God bless the USA won. Oh, it's so good. That what a beautiful beautiful song. Uh that We what, know it, you know. I did a, a punk rock cover of it at one time. Did you? I did. That's how I, much I, I sped it up a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, punk rock cover, man. That's what that's all about. Uh but like those are the songs that like you know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You think God Bless the USA is probably a little bit older than it is. Right. And so why are we talking about this song? Well, if we can get into the lyrics, is that okay? Let's do it. Number uh, two. Th- it, there, I, it is exactly right. This is just a shout out again, like uh, the Kid Rock Bawitaba episode. This is Check a- out our Bawitaba episode if you're unclear on what we're talking about here. And didn't we have another song that we did that was like a shout out to things recently? But this song is just like a shout out to the different Blue collar, everyday, working men and a few women. Stereotyped. Mostly men. <laughs> Mostly white dudes. Mostly white dudes. Uh, if you've seen the video um, here, there it's a shout out to all these workers. So it's also a little bit of a... In, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, great. Yeah, a shout out to the more... Um, I don't even know this thankless the right word like underappreciated less, yeah i think yeah it's like jobs that like make the country run but are less of the glamour jobs you know of these blue collar jobs and for me it's like oh is this like a little bit brainwashing as well being like yeah it's great yeah um my my number two on the song is the lyrics as well i'm coming at it from a slightly different different angle than you are i think i'm a little more skeptical of this whole thing oh it's, good oh yeah go past me yeah, yeah it yeah. seems a little <laughs> Uh, it's a little basic. It's a little yeah. your it's like a kindergartner's understanding of what a blue collar job is. It feels very much like this. This obviously predates the Fox News era, but it feels like the kind of song that's about like real America, you yeah. know, in quotes, real. And you know what that is uh, mm-hmm. is code for. You know what I mean? Real America, white people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I understand better what you're talking about or why you make the point you did first which is like oh yeah this is trying very hard to be there yeah and you can in the pantheon yeah you can feel it trying it starts out and basically the um kind of format structure of this song is they shout out to a place and kind of the industry that's there and the first well at first it i want to talk about the video as my next thing uh uh, but it's like hello detroit auto worker yep very basic (laughs) it's like hello pittsburgh steel mill worker oh can't what is he you got hello kansas wheat field farmer mill wheat mill worker i think mill mary like it's fucking awesome yeah um there's sound effects so when they talk about a hammer you get a ting ting oh i was gonna talk about that a little bit yeah in my next one i'd love to hear more about that um when he does when they play this song live there's a lyric where he's like 
working together like a spokes and he puts his hands together and he interwines his fingers and he holds them way up in the air above his head and he's like working together like a spokes inside a wheel that's not what how spokes work <laughs> that's true that's not what spokes do like gears or something here yeah like, that's more of a gears kind of thing come on alabama come on alabama that's a good point uh, they're they're trying real hard they're trying real hard to appeal to um that part of america the the other thing that's notable about this song lyrically for me is uh you work all day something something just to send it on down the line you know <laughs> mm-hmm. which is like the dig at at uh the tax bracket presumably mm-hmm. and that just always rankles me a little bit because we are i'm not I'm, i don't have figures for this i'm a dumb person but like we are not the most highly taxed country in the world and it's not particularly close so yeah. just whining about the taxes you pay yeah and at the same time like glorifying for me the maybe brainwashing message sort of solidified as like you work a 40 hour week for a living uh just to get another job because one job doesn't a minimum wage isn't necessarily a living wage yay <laughs> right you know, yeah it's like yeah and this is what 1985 i don't know how bad it was i think anyways i'm thinking since the 70s is a certain statistic i'm thinking of at least but this is a fun pro-America song that raises all the confusing questions that come along with being an American. So maybe it is a good America song. I mean, we're talking about it, right? We're, <laughs> we're asking the hard questions. It's more of a more of a thinker. Yeah. If you wanna, if you really choose to get into it, um, are we are we moving on to our third things? My third thing, yeah, is well, you want to talk your third thing? Sure. Yeah, I can touch on it a little bit. My third thing, as I always like to do, avid listeners of this podcast will know this about me. We're going to talk about the production a little bit. Uh, so some, this some avid listener just took a deep sip of whiskey and was like, "Oh, here it here comes. we go." <laughs> Ed Reed nerding out about production stuff. Um, so yeah, the production on this song. It's an example, It's it sounds exactly like when it's from, right? Mm-hmm. It's got that very sort of canned mid-80s country sound, similar to your your fancies of the world. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, doing a couple of things. My One of my big things on this song is that the drum track is mixed way too high. And you yourself, listener, can go check this out for yourself. There is a very tinny, bad-sounding snare hit that happens a lot, all the time. It's very high up in the mix. If you put it... If you put on some headphones and rock out to this, you're going to be like, what is that sound that I don't like? It's yeah. that. Yeah. Alabama's, I, I, again, I, I'm a fan of a lot of their songs, but yeah, their sound is so, it's just simple. It's simple. And, yeah. uh, right. Also, I wonder if they were trying, I assume those are live drums and not some sort of, it wasn't the 80s. It was the 80s. Maybe they were like fucking around with some fake drums or whatever. Yeah. But it's, it rides the line between. Maybe. Uh, between fake drums and real drums. I would assume that they're real and then they've been processed. Here's my thought. Was that in 1985 or four when they were recording this song and they were in the studio, the studio engineer was just so stoked and overcome with patriotism right. that maybe he got a little... He got a little... Uh, got slippery a little fingers on yeah, that fader and that drum went way up there. The other sort of production note on this song uh, is the, the coda, the end of the song, which is a piano interpolation of the song America the Beautiful, which we talked about earlier, written in 1911, yeah, in New just, Jersey. <laughs> um, just putting part of a song you're trying to be like in your song. Yeah, it's just really, if you weren't already um, aware that this was a song trying to celebrate America by the fact that they do like a, a vocal chorale of the word America mm-hmm. slightly earlier in the song, this is really going to bring it home for you. Yeah. Oh, and that's the best part of the video is at the end that like they've shown all these different, the video is just the different workers that they're showing a lot of them again, like a lot of the feature people like white. And if they, 
there maybe are other ethnicities, but their faces are sort of obscured. I really don't see many. But then at the end, there's like this Hispanic gentleman sweeping up the bus stop where all of everyone else was Mm -hmm. and they like hold on him and he doesn't necessarily look like anything he doesn't look like sad or proud or wistful he just is like doing his job (laughs) yeah and that that uh piano interpolation is that we called it yeah is playing i like that word um it's like when you stick a part of a song in another song it's strange at the end there uh of that video they do show they like pan across for the first time like a wide diverse group of piece people and they're singing Mm-hmm. the end there and you're like oh okay there is some diversity but the video if i may talk about it, any of the production notes let's get into it. the last thing i wanted to say about the production really quick which we we did touch on earlier is again referencing our ba with the ba episode a great way to make me not like a song is to have a sound effect in the song <laughs> uh ba with the ba we got the, the beeper the beeper uh-huh. moment uh and in this one we have the hammer we may even have like truck sounds or something too yeah the hammer is the one that sticked out it's like and the one two swing the hammer dink dink and it's just this stupid little like boink boink like it is <laughs> the dumbest little hammer noise oh it's so silly that yeah. was my last yeah that's, so let's talk video that's what happens yeah we set it up this video it opens it could be a folgers ad he's the lead singer is our main character in the video is pouring a steam and cup of coffee it's like five six a.m something like that mm-hmm. he checks his pocket watch to see what time it is um and then we start going around before he goes off to his day for work he's like thanking all of these people so we cut to first you know detroit car facility with some hard-working guys there's like sparks flying um but then there's like guys dressed like the hard-working everybody else but they're doing like fancy ballet dances <laughs> like through the middle of the uh, uh the floor of this place and you're like, oh, huh. And then that's it. You just see him for like a second. <laughs> and then we're in a steel mill and there's more. There's even more sparks. <laughs> they know how to heighten. They were like a little sparks at the auto plant. And now, boom, a fucking shitload of sparks. Spark party. <laughs> yeah. And again, there's more sort of awkward choreographed sort of knee slapping dancing going on. And when that hammer sound effect happens, a guy <laughs> hammers in the hammer, looks dead into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I like it. I'm back. I'm back in. I'm back on board. Uh, and you, were, it seems like the direction for this guy when he looks into the camera is, okay, hammer that nail in, then turn your head, look right into the camera. And the guy was like, should I smile? And they were like, oh god, no, 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 <laughs> don't do that. Wait. Don't dare. Don't the, you dare. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. Actually, give us like the faintest hint of a uh, hell yeah. <laughs> like you're too macho to show any emotions because you're like a dude in the 1980s, but you're proud that you just hammered the fuck out of that nail. Right. And he gives you this look like. It's like uh, the faintest smile. I love that. I love that very much. And I wish they had done it more justice by making that hammer sound effect better. Because really, it's so dinky. It, yeah, it's not really what a hammer is. It's like a hammer makes a big boom. I think it, it's it's just a cymbal hit. It's like a, it's the bell of the cymbal. Oh, yeah, it's I think. the ride ting t- so they can do it live. Yeah, that's my guess. They, when they do it live, though, I, I like that they would make sure that they get that in there. As in, If I was an Alabama fan, I saw them live. I was like, do you hear the hammer sound? They did it on the... They did it. Play the bell of the ride. It fucking ruled. So then we in the video we shout out to the ladies. Uh they're they're waitresses. <laughs> yeah. That's that's problematic. Uh yeah, and then in another scene we are like flying by a window and it's like they're like the ones behind the scenes and there's like a woman cleaning a window from inside of a house and you're like 
At least they're getting some representation. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, you know, we got them in there, I guess. that There's that to be said for it. Uh, this is 1985. Yeah. And then there's basically just like, you know, there's more trucks driving. There's some next level jacking around. Some guy knocks some other guy's hard hat off. And when he bends over to pick it up, some uh, leapfrogs over him. And it's their silhouettes that you see. So it could be any man. <laughs> it could be you and your pals. And that's basically a guy who looked into the camera. Like, we see another take of that guy, but he's smiling real big now. The lead singer looks into the camera when he says, um, the ones who drive the big rig, <laughs> he like looks right in the camera and he gives us crazy like eyebrows when he goes big rig. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to watch this video. And we already talked about the end where they're, um, they're just sort of, they're like the spirit that can't be replaced with no machine. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's sort of an angle too, is like the, the anti, what is it? Uh, Paul Bunyan? Was that the who they made race the big machine, the big lumberjack, and he even he couldn't beat John the, Henry? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah, Paul Bunyan was just big. Paul Bunyan was the lumberjack. I think it's John Henry who uh, cuts the the tunnel through the mountain yeah. for the train. Okay, okay. Yeah. So we end on the chorus. We actually get a like diverse group of people there. Um, it's an amazing video, so I recommend it. Anything else we didn't cover on this beautiful, beautiful song? I feel like we got that one pretty good. Nice. Well, thank you so much out there for listening. We have other episodes. If you want to check them out, we should be on iTunes. Cool. Remember, and you can also check us out on Facebook.com slash CutTheMusicPod, Twitter.com slash CutTheMusicPod, and you can email us at CutTheMusicPodcast. That one's different. At gmail.com. Uh, and happy day to you on this day that we're recording and if you hear this again listener happy day to you happy day to everyone you ever just try and say something nice and be like then i liked it man <laughs> happy day okay shame was gonna be the end result but you pulled me back so thank you i happy liked day. it i genuinely enjoyed it we'll see you next time hit me with the horns 20 yeah.